Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williams. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am at WilliamsonFootball.com. I am at Williamson, at Williamson NFL on Twitter. I urge all of you to check that out. Um, fun little show today. And ESPN releases this every year about this time of year. And it really isn't even them. I mean, they sub this out to Football Outsiders. And Scott Kazimer from Football Outsiders wrote this article. And it's always somebody from Football Outsiders and... I am a big, big fan of their product. I've been going to their sites forever. Uh, I know some of those guys kind of well. I get their almanac. I urge you to get their almanac. Only if you, even if you only just read your specific team, you should get it. It's only like twenty bucks. It's awesome. It's gigantic. It's awesome. I read it all the time. Um, reference it a lot. But one of the things they do in the back of their almanac is they have deep guys that they think are potential to break out. That's one of my favorite sections every year. But the article that I'm referring to on ESPN.com is they rank every team from 1 to 32 in in terms of their talent that is 25 years or less. And that's an arbitrary number. I mean, obviously the ranks would change if you said 26 or less or 24 or less or 25 and a half or less or, you know. But they pick 25, it's a good round number, makes sense. I mean, all those guys, 25 and under, are on their first contract. Um, you know, they're valuable assets. You would think their best football still ahead of them as an overview. But it also, you know, there's some guys that are just over 25. Like Odell Beckham just turned 25 not long ago, so he doesn't count. But it doesn't mean the Giants are less, you know, uh, stocked with young talent. You know, so, again, arbitrary number. But still fun. Um, So what I'm going to do today is I'm not going to just read the article verbatim or anything like that. But I want to talk about their top eight. I want to talk about their bottom eight, which leaves 16 in the middle that are, you know, not the outlier, so to speak. Not Not the noteworthy ones. So their number one was the L.A. Rams, which makes perfect sense to me. However, I will say that the Rams... You know, they really didn't bring in a draft class. Well, they did, but they didn't bring any high picks this year. That they are young. They have a lot of talent that is 25 and under. And I don't have a problem with being number one because that's how they decided to do these. But once those guys turn, you know, get a little older, they, they better start to replenish their youth sooner than later. It's just a big picture thinking. And their notables are Goff. Gurley, you know, I'd mentioned that all these guys are on their first contract. Well, Gurley isn't as after he just got nailed, you know, just got signed. Cooper Cup, of course. Brandon Cooks is still only 24. That's a pretty good group right there. I mean, they mentioned Pharaoh Cooper. Nah, he doesn't move the needle for me. But Gerald Everett is a guy I like an awful lot, and I think he could be a breakout candidate. There's not necessarily enough balls to go around with the Rams, but he is a young, athletic Kind of think Evan Ingram, Jordy, Jordan Reed type guy. Um, the defense, though, doesn't have notables 25 and under. The guy they mention here is Samson Ekubon. He's a good athlete, um, slated to start kind of by default at outside linebacker. And the safety, John Johnson, who is somewhat of an unknown to probably some of you, but he's been a, he's a quality player, and I think he will be for years. So that's their crop. The Chiefs are next, and I think the the biggest allure, obviously, of the Chiefs, and they're not alone in this, is Mahomes. But he's still an unknown. I mean, you can't immediately say, 
while the Chiefs are set at quarterback for the next bazillion years because they have Mahomes, we don't know that yet. I mean, I think so, but we don't know that yet. But you mix that with Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, that's a pretty good young trio to just keep building around. A guy I like an awful lot is Chris Jones, defensive end there. He came in the league pretty young. I think he's just hitting his stride as a great player. Um, Kendall Fuller, who they traded for in the Alex Smith deal, he also qualifies. That's a good young player. Um, Reggie Raglan, eh, you know, I liked him more coming out of Alabama than I do now, but maybe he, you know, recovers and he's a starter. And an interesting one, and I rarely talk about this position, but Harrison Butker is a really, really good kicker. And he's under 25. I mean, he may be the the Chiefs kicker for 15 years. I mean, imagine not have to worry about that position for over a decade. I mean, that's a nice asset. This team surprised me that they were three after last year's draft class, and that's obviously the Saints. I mean, last year, Marcus Williams, Ramchek, Lattimore, Kamara, they won both Rookies of the Year. That's pretty darn strong, if you ask me. I mean, Andrus Pete still qualifies as under 25. Sheldon Rankins, who I think could be a breakout guy. Von Bell. So that's a pretty strong group. I mean, led by Ramchek, Lattimore, and in Kamara. I mean, come on. That's a great group. The Browns are four. However, they should really be one. I mean, they almost have no excuse for being one. You know, go listen to the Corey Coleman prod, you know, project or podcast for more details on that. But to have zero of your nine first-round picks but that were drafted between 2012 and 2016 on your roster doesn't exactly help your young talent base, although some of those guys obviously wouldn't be 25 or under anymore. I've had a ton of picks in the last couple rounds, or last couple drafts, often high. You know, I mean, all the guys, obviously, they bring in this year, that helps. Of course, the rookies influence this this quite a bit, too. And what's interesting is, you know, the Chiefs didn't have much of a class. The Rams didn't have much of a class. And the, and the Saints, I didn't mention them, but, you know, they did draft Marcus Davenport, and they were kind of all in on one guy. Meanwhile, the Browns have brought in a ton, plus they had three first-rounders last year, Najoku, Peppers. I mean, to me, the the the, the crown jewel here is Miles Garrett. Uh, Joe Schobert is still a really good player, young. You know, I think Larry Ojanobi is going to be an excellent player. Ogba is still under 25. Corey Coleman was one of them, but he's gone. So this is kind of a backwards compliment to the Browns that, you know, you're fourth but the reality is you should probably be one. Tampa is fifth. Um, Mike Evans just qualified. He's still under 25. That's amazing, by the way. He's been in the league a long time. He came in the league very young. I mean, I always talk about Evans. Like, how many career touchdowns is Evans going to catch in his life over the next nine or ten years on top of what he has? Jameis is under 25, which is huge. I still think he's a very good player. Obviously, his future's a little blurrier now than it was. But they've had some good skill position guys, too. Chris Godwin was just named the starter over Deshaun Jackson. That's not surprising. I think he's a very, very solid prospect. O.J. Howard has a chance to be great. On defense, they obviously don't have nearly as much. You know, it's Quan Alexander, Vernon Hargrave, who's been disappointing, Ryan Smith. So, you know, also a good rookie class. You know, I mean, Stewart and Davis on defense. Uh, Vea, Ronald Jones, I think, has star potential. So I got no problem with the Bucks being high on this list. Another one with a lot of star 
action here. And I mentioned Odell before doesn't qualify, but Landon Collins does. Um, Evan Ingram does. Obviously, Barkley, Hernandez, Sterling Shepard. It's good. It's a pretty good group of skill guys on offense. Even if you ignore Odell, who just turned 25 last year. Eric Flowers is not working out, but at least he's a starter. Eli Apple's kind of one of the variables that I'm not ready to give up on, but still a young player that, um, to me, would be still on the positive column, but I could see why you'd say he'd be you know, something that hurts the team in this type of ranking. Someone you probably think should be or would be higher, if you'd just be guessing these off the top of your head, is Jacksonville. And the reality is I think that they're way too low on Jacksonville here. It's seven. I mean, how about these names? I mean, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Jalen Ramsey might be number one. I think Bosa or Ramsey would be the best player in the league 25 years or younger. I mean, that's a massive, massive young asset there. Um, Dante Fowler, eh. But Yannick Nandakwe, I mean, that's a pass rusher, young, proven already. I think Miles Jack's going to be a star. He obviously qualifies. Leonard Fournette obviously qualifies. I mean, he's probably a top 10 running back right now. Obviously more of an old school guy than, you know, the the prototype type nowadays for receivers. Cam Johnson, Cam Robinson, um, up and down left uh, rookie season, but started as a rookie at left tackle. You know, I mean, there's something to be said there. And they got a lot of receivers. You know, they drafted Shark, um, D.D. Westbrook. So uh, this is a pretty good young core, you know, that I, I think I would head Jacksonville higher on the list. Uh, the Vikings are interesting. Um, you know, LaCron Treadwell was a bust, that's for sure. But Dalvin Cook and Daniel Hunter combined to be, you know, a pretty darn good group. And, or, oh, and oh by the way, Stephon Diggs. Diggs, Cook, Hunter. I mean, that's a... Found that's a great under 25 cluster there for sure. Treadwell, you know, that doesn't help. I think Elfline has a chance to be pretty good. I think he's going to be a long time starting center. And, you know, they have, you know, a position, you know, two, two guys or two positions that are really hard to come by in this league that are premium positions in terms of T building, tackle and corner. Uh, Brian O'Neill, Mackenzie Alexander, Mike Hughes. Obviously, the jury's still out on those guys, especially Hughes and O'Neal. But, you know, uh, having great youth at tackle and corner is also an enviable situation. So, impressive there by the Vikes, too. All right, all right. Now we do the bottom eight from this list. A fun exercise. I mean, it's not, again, an arbitrary number at 25. But it's good to know, you know, what you have... On, on hand, and this is an interesting one. I mean, who would you guess right now off the top of your head would be number 32? The New England Patriots. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, over the last couple of years, they have not used, they have not had first-round picks really before this year. And I think clearly Belichick realized, hey, we're getting old pretty quick. We have not infused this roster with talent in some time. Before this draft, I mean. I mean, the only real notable guy they have on here that's a non-rookie is Malcolm Brown. <laughs> so yeah, he's fine, but he's not exactly young anymore. But, I mean, I really like the addition of Isaiah Wynn as well as Sony Michelle. Um, you know, the other names they mentioned, though, are Landon Roberts, Cyrus Jones. I mean, Derek Rivers, to, to me, 
is a potential breakout player this uh, this year, though. So let's not you know forget about him. And they also had a little note here too that they had three guys that just missed the cut that are quality players, and that's Trey Flowers, Danny Shelton, who they just traded for, and Shaq Mason, who's a very good guard. So it's not like they're super duper old, but you know if you know Brady and Belichick aren't going to hang around forever, and the the roster isn't. If they're if they're gone and Gronk's sitting about retirement, I'm talking about like two years from now, a year from now, you could see them quickly becoming a bad team. Another perennial champion stud team that I think already is a bad team, and a lot of you disagree with me, and I'll fight you with it, and I bet I'm right in the end, is Seattle. Um, they're 31st on this list. I mean, they haven't selected a player in the first round four of the last five drafts, and... You know, Malik McDowell, which isn't their fault. I mean, that was their earliest pick one in 2017. So, that's rough, man. I mean, some of the other notables that they've drafted high are Jermaine Effetti. He's bad. I mean, Ethan Posick, we'll see. But, you know, I mean, it's questionable. I mean, the Griffin brothers are certainly encouraging. But, I mean, how much do you love the rest of this rookie class in Seattle? I don't. Um they make a note here, though, that <laughs> the main problem here is that Seattle has too much under-25 talent invested at running back. And then they take Rashad Penny in the first round. They got Procise Carson Penny. I don't like at all how this team is being built, and that's a massive reason why. Um, the Redskins at 30. I think this is a little rough on the Redskins. Jonathan Allen, to me, is a stud. I don't know that I can call, you know, Deron Payne a stud yet, but he is an incoming potential impact player and in a very important position. And what to me makes these guys not number 30 is Geis. I think Geis is a stud. I mean, some other names they mention are guys like Shamaj P. Ryan, um, Ryan Anderson. So, I mean, I see why you don't love these guys, but to me, Allen and Geis in their, in their own is pretty good value. I mean, in, in terms of comparing them to other teams. Denver's at 29, and they flat out say, you know, the Paxton Lynch situation hurts them here. Sure. Bradley Chubb situation is very, very nice. But then you're looking at guys like Justin Simmons, who I like. But you're looking at guys like Sue, Cra Sue Cravens, who they traded for with uh, Washington, and they dinged Washington from, I don't know, Sue Cravens is a loss or a gain or a needle mover either way. I hope he is. I like this game, but ugh. Um, you know, Royce Freeman, sure. Jake Butt, maybe. So, yeah, I mean, the influx of young talent in Denver, not real impressive. And if if you look at the last few Elway drafts, I mean, I think Chubb will change this, but not all that great. Cardinals at 28 seems a little unfair to me, but I'm also a giant Rosen believer. And I guess if you're sitting here doing this, you can't say... We, we think Rosen's going to be good, so we'll put him put the Cardinals higher. I mean, yeah, he's unproven, so it's hard to rank rookies, I guess, in this type of deal. Buda Baker's a really good player. I think Hassan Reddick is a potential bust-out guy. DJ Humphreys has struggled, but he is a starting left tackle for the time being. Um, Nimdiche is kind of at a make-or-break part of his career and has been underwhelming, but wouldn't shock me if he busted out too. And a guy I love, and I keep, you know, for all my fantasy things I do, Ricky Seals-Jones, to me, is a real breakout candidate this year. 
So, not all's lost, but, I mean, the Rosen situation looms large. The Bengals shocked me at 27. When I saw this, I was like, man, how could you rank the Bengals that low? But they had some guys that just missed, you know, like William Jackson. I often talk to you guys about, I think they have a good young defense. And I agree with that, but Carl Lawson was only the, was one of the only guys, the non-rookies, you know, that jumped out on defense that met the qualifications, you know, Billings and Hubbard, who they just drafted. Yeah. But I'm a bigger believer, apparently, than they are in Joe Mixon, but they're going off last year's results, understandable. And I guess same with John Ross. I mean, they really dinged the, the Bengals for the Ross, for Ross, where I look at Ross and say, uh, let's see at least. I mean, has my tone changed on him from a year ago? I think that's unfair. He hasn't seen the field. And all reports are good. You know, Tyler Boyd, Boyd's also in that conversation, too, as another under-25 guy, probably will be their slot player. And they drafted Billy Price. I mean, everyone has a first-round pick, and there's his kind of banal compared to the others when you're doing a rankings like this. This one should be concerning to you. And it's another team like Seattle I just feel like I bash over and over and say very few good things about anymore. And that's the Buffalo Bills. And so much rides to me on Edmonds and especially Allen. And if they hit, great. But they remind me of each other because they are super high upside guys, very high variance guys. I think Edmonds has a much better chance to hit than Allen. I think both will, quote, quarterback their side of the ball for years to come. But they've got rid of some guys that were young, too. I mean, they list Sammy Watkins, Preston Brown, Reggie Ragland, Kevin Seymour, Ronald Darby. That they said last year they were number seven on this list when they had all those dudes. And now they're 26. And, you know, they got Allen and Peterman and so much rests on Allen. You know, they're old at running back. Um, Zay Jones. I mean, I guess Corey Coleman would fit the bill now, too, but he wasn't part of this. Um, Tredavis White is really exciting. I think Deion Dawkins has a chance to be a real good player. Shaq Lawson's been vastly underwhelming. I'm not giving you much here. You know, I mean, if, if White continues, and I think he's a home run, Dawkins hits, Edmonds hits, obviously Allen hits, you're fine, but, I mean, do we really think all those will happen? I, I don't. Um, last one on the list, 25th, is the Packers. Um, this one's a little bit tough for me because they have so much youth in their secondary, especially at corner. First two picks this year, Kevin King, Josh Jones. So I think I kind of give that whole group kind of an incomplete grade which is maybe a little generous, but uh, so therefore I can see why you'd put them this low. Um, Kenny Clark, to me, is an excellent young player that keeps getting better, a major asset. Blake Martinez is a quality player, but I mean, the offense is where you're, you're kind of hurting here with, with young guys. Um, we know that they just drafted two running backs, actually drafted three, but two of note, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. I think Jones is going to be a star, but, you know, we'll see. I guess you have to pump the brakes if you're doing something like this. And, yeah, they drafted Jamon Moore, and they drafted a bunch of, you know, Equinemius St. Brown, and Geronimo Allison also qualifies. So you can see where there's, you know, some concerns for sure with the 25 and under crew for Green Bay. But if that secondary comes together, you know, a year from now, if that secondary is a lot better, we'll be like, man, these guys are high on the list with a really exciting young secondary, and that's the envy of every team. So 
Fun stuff. I just saw that article and thought we'd chat about it because I always get into it every year. It's a fun thing. Good read. Uh, like I said, I like all the buddy, all the guys at Football Outsiders quite a bit. Been respecting their work for quite some time. So, fun talk. We will do it again tomorrow. See you.